Hello and welcome to another very special episode of The Brave Room. As always, I am your host, Juan Amiro. And before we introduce today's guest, don't forget to leave a comment. Tell us what you want us to do. And if it hits 2,000 players, I'll be forced to take a look at some of it, I guess. Make sure it's a good one, I guess. And today's guest is not an industry guest. Today's guest is a reference to a joke that you've probably never heard on this podcast because it always gets cut out. I have with us our lovely editor, Ben. Hi, everyone. I'm the editor. And if you heard any of our previous podcasts, I'm basically the one who helped to cut most of them previously. Yeah, so Ben edits our podcast. And sometimes when a flub happens on the show, I'll leave a little note for him being like, hey, cut it. Cut it here, Ben, like in the podcast, because I can't be asked to take notes. He's also the guy who came up with a very clever censoring gag that he's been doing where I'm not allowed to swear on this podcast anymore. Anyways, you may be wondering where Kit is. The answer to that question, we don't know either. But today's topic is something that Ben knows very well. We are going to talk about trashy anime rom-coms. That's right. <laughs> so, I should point out there's some generational difference here between us. Because Ben here, like, what's what's the rom-com you're watching this season? Tell the lovely people, Ben. I'm watching Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. That's my number one. I also plan to follow up on... Oh yeah, uh, Quintessential Quintuplets. I want to watch both seasons because I think season two... People are saying like they are rated quite highly, but for now these two are on my watch list. There we have it. Now, listen, listen. I know I complain a lot on this podcast, and I just want you guys to know I try, I try to like things. I could not think of something I bounced harder off of than Nagatoro. Like every single time, I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's good in some special way. And then because Ben wrote a lovely first impressions of Nagatoro, and every single screenshot I saw, I was like, this is degenerate filth and not even in the good way. So like, we should, we should point out, the reason we're recording this episode is because Komi-san just got an anime announcement. Yes. Like literally a few days ago as of this recording, and like a week ago as of when this episode will probably go live. So... That's what that's why we're doing this this like rant on trashy rom-com animes because I I want to I have some complaints about Komi-san but we're going to get there. We're going to work our way towards there, right? So Ben, I think we can we'll put the kibosh on quintuplets first. Let's talk about Nagatoro first. All right. So briefly summarize what is Nagatoro? You have a senpai, a nerdy senpai, who just likes to spend time by herself, drawing paintings, pictures, his own manga, so he's a complete nerd. And then you have Nagatoro, who is his junior, who just happens to always wants to bully him. Like, it's, it's not just like simple teasing or like, hey, you know, uh, no, this is outright physical, uh, sexual harassment. And... Yeah, it's it's just that. It's every episode is just Senpai getting bullied the hell out of by Nagatoro. <laughs> yeah, it's this weird thing. Like, I love the fact that every rom com manga nowadays 
is a you can tell the kind of person who wrote them because <laughs> the the senpai genre as what I like to call the senpai genre is just like I don't know how to describe it. what what's the other one is it Uzaki-chan? Ah uh, yeah, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. Yeah, it's this you kind of want you need to have like this girl who's basically a dog in human form because all they want to do is is hang out with you and but they have no sense of like self-awareness I guess and then I don't know senpai has to hang out with me but my way and I feel I like Nagatoro is like the extreme of that right because because like like you said the whole sexual harassment Yeah, Nagatoro is that one anime where I think in a lot of animes you kind of see like oh you know if the roles were reversed this anime is going to like burn you know everybody's going to hate it if the guy harasses the girl this way but oh Nagatoro's case if if the roles were reversed I'm pretty sure someone is going to probably get sued because of how like degenerate it is Yeah you're free to go into more detail I haven't seen like a single episode All I saw was like Ben screenshots of the anime and I was, I was already like eh, I'm I'm a hard pass on this. Mm, well, I think primarily of course we already know, you know, it's pretty much for degenerates. I'm not afraid to admit I'm one of them. And, <laughs> and I think yeah, it's basically to a lot of people like my generation or people who have trouble hanging out with people people who are quite shy you know and a lot of times you have this like fantasy oh wouldn't it be nice if you know someone just doesn't mind our anti-socialness and just you know just likes to hang out with us which actually is not the case you know if you are introverted or shy most of the time you're not gonna be able to make friends as easily but it's just this fantasy that oh you know someone just wants to be in our face all the time and it triggers it triggers feelings inside of us you know like oh, i want to please step on me but yeah like oh you know oh crap you 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 invaded my physical boundary that means you like me and oh uh, i oh god this is so this is so horrible but yeah it's it's basically a uh, degeneracy 120% i have i've said i don't hate the the genre as a whole cuz like another of my favorite manga is yancha gyaru no anjo san yeah yeah which is pretty pretty similar as well it's just i don't know how to describe it because it like it tones down on the bullying but is more towards the towards the teasing like androsan's whole thing is like she's literally just like oh yeah i'm going to make this guy have a crush on me and like tease him about it constantly androsan i read a bit and i think what really stood out for me for androsan was it was definitely those shots where they kind of show her bra you know there was a yeah. lot of scenes and i'm like oh crap you know this is awakening something within me the the, the bra shots and the i think there were quite a bit of feet as well yeah okay so uh, i'm a previous androsan is like like super fetishy because like yeah that, that's that's the one reason i don't recommend it is that it is very clearly like someone's like sexual fetish kind of thing like the plot itself is good i just kind of wish the the art wasn't always so so lewd i guess and i 
I think the reason I would rank it above Na- Nagatoro is that I really don't like the exaggerated faces in Nagatoro. Well, I, I yeah, I think this this really depends on person to person because Nagatoro's expressions are by far the most exaggerated faces that I've ever seen in anime. You know, in yeah. that downright, downright pushing, I think like what is what is like the proportions or like what is that sort of balance of how they stretch the faces and all that so it becomes very very expressive but at the same time it becomes like oh you know this is this is dangerous like but fun fact the mangaka for Nagatoro is a hentai artist he's Nanashi actually I'm not so sure the gender but basically the background is already in hentai so that explains why a lot of the facial expressions why a lot of the suggestive poses they look very like dangerous and it's because it is inspired from a lot of hentai artwork okay wait okay wait. before before we get some angry comments here i should point out, i am not against this in general because my one of my favorite anime ever is kakegurui which like super leans into this the problem with nagatoro is that from from what i've seen is it's always benign stuff like okay do you need to make gesugao face over like what i don't know a mechanical pencil or whatever things kakeguru is like it's off the kakeguru is like yeah no playing poker causes us to climax i'm like okay yeah i buy that that's this anime is weird enough that it gets the pass but one thing i i i think like i have to highlight one nice thing that kakeguri has over nagatoro in terms of his expressions is that kakeguri uses a lot of uh, 3d scenes and i think the parts where they implement a bit of the 3d into the over exaggerated sort of climaxing facial expressions that's when it that's when it gets really cool because it's like oh you know it's a bit unsettling but at the same time it's like holy crap you know it's it's on <laughs> so yeah the 3d in kakuguri i think which, which studio uh, did kakuguri was it madhouse i think it was, it was i think it was mappa yeah oh Ma- mappa yeah okay then that explains because it's like a lot of 3d in in those scenes where they are like climax, I wasn't climaxing, but like when they're too enjoying themselves a bit too much, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely the Mob Psycho studio, I think. Uh, I, I don't oh, know. Then it's uh, Matt House then. Uh, we'll 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 look it up later. Someone <laughs> will tell us in the comments. If there's mm. anything I know, it's people love to listen to anime podcasts to correct people for whatever whatever they got wrong. But yeah, we we are slowly moving up by the way, the rom-com ladder here. So, I think one of my absolute favorite of this shy guy meets like extroverted girl who likes him is I mentioned this to you before, it's Sono Biskdol, which is getting an anime this was it this year? I know it's getting an anime and I'm yeah. I'm very excited for it. So this one, like, it starts off as the, as that trope, the extrovert girl and shy guy. And then, like, in one chapter, it, like, completely drops it. And it's just, like, a really good rom-com because of it. It's about, like, this girl who wants to cosplay but can't sew for sh**. As like, this introverted guy who's really good at sewing. And so, like, he offers to help sew for her. And then, you know, their, their relationship starts from there. It is so freaking good. Because, like, I think the thing that this manga has that stuff like Anjo and Nagatoro don't have 
is that the girl character has a full personality that does not involve the the male lead. Ah, uh, yeah. Frankly speaking, I feel like that is something that's kind of lacking in a lot of manga or anime in this genre. Where if it is, if it's like if you remove the let's say the male or the female character, then the other character is basically like a brick wall. So I think like having fully fleshed out characters who are you know perfectly fine by themselves and they do not need to like depend on the other person for everything. I think that's a change of pace that I'm more than welcome to check out more, especially in the manga and anime of this genre. Yeah, definitely. Also, I should point out the the main character of Sonobisto, uh, Marine. Her personality, naturally, she is a massive piece of sh**. She is like a super degenerate, plays etchy games. And my favorite thing is they play it completely straight. It's not like, hold on. Let me just read a quote from this manga, this amazing manga. This is played like completely straight, no like hyper-exaggerated faces or anything. I become healthy when I see such underboob. <laughs> this, is, this is a thing she says about a character. Oh, oh, so it's a thing she says? Ah, okay, I thought, I thought it was a, something that the guy would say. No, no, the, the dude is like, they were looking at a character to cosplay. I can't remember which character they were trying to cosplay. And he was just like, oh my god, like, the character is like barely wearing anything, like, you, you can see her boob and, and she's like, yeah, it's part of the charm, I become healthy when I see such underboob. Yeah, actually, I think, like, nowadays, or at least when I was a lot younger and like, I guess when the anime community is not as big, I've always thought that, you know, it's always like, okay, guys would always read or like watch the, the basically those fan service degenerate kinds of anime and uh, girls would generally stay away but then I'm quite surprised like now I'm older or maybe because like a lot of the anime that comes out nowadays is like this girls are also you know they're starting to appreciate underboob zetaryoki you know a lot of a lot of things that we thought that guys only like it turns out that I think girls have been conditioned over the years and yeah Everyone can enjoy a good piece of underboob, sideboob. I, I feel like I need I need to correct you here. It's not that girls are starting to enjoy it. It's that we started to give the microphone to the girls who enjoy it. Ah, that's right. I stand corrected. That's right. <laughs> because I, I know some degenerates. And they're, they're happy that they're finally getting, get, getting their chance to speak. But yeah, move, moving on from this. Now we are at Komi-san. This is not a linear scale, by the way. I just figured that... Now that we've talked a bit about what the rom-com genre is like, we can we can finally talk about Komi-san. Here is my predictions for the anime. I think it is not going to be good. I... Okay, uh, maybe you want to explain why, why do you think that first? <laughs> because I think the plot of Komi-san is pretty terrible. Here's what Komi-san is. Komi-san is... What's, what's his name? Tomohito Oda? Yeah. Oda-sensei Oda is living through his crush on a girl like he's reliving a fantasy in which he gets together with the girl in his class he had a crush on that he never spoke to in high school like for those of you who don't know the plot of Komi-san think all the anime we've discussed so far but flip it around so Komi-san is this quiet girl and because she's quiet everyone has projected a fantasy onto her Everyone thinks she is this smart, cool, da-da-da-da-da. And then this guy who is so normal that his name literally means normal person. And he is the only one who can befriend her. 
because he's not blinded by the fantasy projection and so they become friends and he helps her in- make more friends because she just wants to make a hundred friends and that's actually a really strong premise if it weren't for the fact that like I don't know how to describe it but Komi-san is one of those characters who despite the fact the entire anime is about people unnecessarily projecting onto her the fandom has weirdly projected onto her in this kind of way if you go to like the Komi-san subreddit there's always this like I drew Komi-san as this character from another anime and that, that, that. and I'm just like oh you just like her because she's pretty and you know is there for you like to project fantasies on like the character was designed in such a way that she doesn't have any dominant personality traits and that's a, that's pretty much like I feel like the anime would bring that out more than the manga does. Also, to point out, the manga is like 90% text boxes. Like, it's not dialogue, it's text boxes. Like, narrator-speaking text boxes. No idea how the hell they're gonna make that into an anime. I mean, to me, the first time I heard of Komi-san was during the whole... I'm not so sure if you know, but there was that time when when the Emmy meme subreddit they had like a huge uh, controversy where I think mods wanted to ban the word trap. Have you heard this before? No, but I'm actually no, I'm vaguely familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, so because there was a huge community outcry, a lot of people wanted to use the word trap, you know, because it's a, it's a word that the community has been used for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And the Komisan subreddit was actually, I think, one of the first... Uh, subreddits that actually took a stand on this matter and that's where I think it gained a bit of popularity because over there they're like you know you can use the word trap just don't use it for the wrong context or you know uh, you don't use it in a derogatory way and that's where I heard of Komisan at first and I just find that the fandom everybody seems to be like this a very chill sort of oh you know let's all picture Komi-san like this or you know let's like what you mentioned there's a lot of projection going on and I think that frankly speaking I don't think Komi-san will be like very challenging to adapt into an anime and I think for most of the manga fans as long as they, they see all the panels moving and coming to life I think that's more than good enough I guess will it be super spectacular I don't think so but it'll probably be like like a lot of the other rom-coms that we mentioned previously, the manga was super popular. I won't say super popular, but the manga had a lot of fans. The anime came out. The anime followed the manga a lot. And generally speaking, everyone is quite happy. So I think it was just end up like that. So I think like the reason why I pinned this on the author specifically and not just the fans is that the manga gives off this vibe as well. So I, I do read the manga. It's like, like I think just crossed 300 chapters recently, I think. And there's this thing where the author is like afraid of progress. So very often, like we will be this close to, I'm, I'm trying very hard to not spoil stuff, but so big character changes will be this close to happening. And then suddenly like they will roll it back and they will walk it back all the way to, like, I think it's around the 200 chapter mark was this whole thing about Komi being more, she speaks via notebook, by the way. That's also part of why she's so popular because you can just change the text on the notebook to say whatever you want. And there was a point where the big development was I will have the courage to speak without my notebook. That has never come up again. 
I think ju- in the last chapter it came up a bit like the big moment from the last chapter she speaks again but it's still not like and I feel like it's because you know it's like oh no but I want my cute waifu who speaks in a notebook you know well I think okay maybe I I don't want to say stereotype but generally speaking I feel that for a lot of established I won't say established but series that are already ongoing for some time generally speaking since you already have like a uh, following i think playing it safe would be like the smarter sort of uh, creative decision to do because i think yeah you know progress progression is actually great it's a way towards the ending but for a lot of these sort of manga i feel that by by keeping the progression to a minimum they can talk yeah. out like a thousand more chapters and you know make more money so i yeah, think that's i think the biggest problem with this is that i got into komi the same time i got into kaguya sama and kaguya sama is like explicitly strict about no these are characters who will progress like there's a scene which may or may not be in the anime's third season depending on how how well they plan it out where a character straight up says this isn't a shitty rom-com trying to pad for time like grow up grow up and do the thing that you're scared to do and it's just like holy shit that manga has balls yeah i think i think that's partly why Kaguya-sama was i think it's actually one of the top rom-coms last year because i'll say it's quite daring like it's it's quite uh, like you would say it's quite progressive in in a way and of course it's it's hilarious so i think those two factors are what makes it so so satisfying to watch like another another anime that uh, that came to my mind was that I, I, okay, I, forgive me for not remembering the Japanese name. I only I only remember it as my something about my love comedy. Okay, I okay I, I can't remember the name, but basically it's one of the it's one of the animes in the past. I think like last season or two seasons ago, where it finally got its season finale after like ten years or so, and then after ten years, finally they see fancy like the proper like. confession or the conclusion to the to the main character's relationship and it took them 10 years i i won't be surprised if some people actually die you know waiting <laughs> waiting to actually see how their favorite ship would turn out but yeah you know it can be agonizing to like oh you know i love this series so much but then it's never going to reach its conclusion so i'm going to give up and i think that's where kaguya sama basically like oh you know i am here for you i know what it feels like to have your To have your relationship left outside. I, I, I should just point out. You said you don't know the name of the series. Ten, it took ten years waiting for a confession. You could have easily been describing NBC Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Supernatural finale for no reason at all. But yeah, I think the other problem Komi-san has is there is an anime I've watched that is about a girl who everyone projects on, and the guy. the only guy who like sees her for who she is and their relationship together and it's it blows Komi-san out of the water and that's Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Ah. I wouldn't call that a rom-com like at all. Like it is way further into the drama territory, but it's essentially the the relationship Komi-san think Komi-san fans think they want is in Bunny Girl Senpai. And like just Sakura Jima Mai is just an amazing character. 
I think we're moving away from the comedy and more into the more into the harder, more. Yeah, um, no, I, I just thought yeah. I'd, I'd bring that up because because like, if you do like that trope, I recommend jumping into Bunny Girl Senpai because the the rom com moments of Bunny Girl Senpai are are like some top notch. Before we go out though, let's one more thing in common. Did you know there's like this weird cult of don't loot Komi-san? Okay, this is the first time I heard of it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I think it's one of the rules on the sub as well that you that you can't post Komi-san loots. I know people reference it in the comments a lot. Like if someone draws Komi-san like little too sexy, people get mad that you shouldn't loot Komi-san. And I'm like, first of all, if you read the manga, you see like the manga chapter covers. Go tell that to Oda. <laughs> <laughs> There is some questionable stuff. It's not like explicit, explicit, but it's enough that you can smell the horny. You can smell it. It's there. It's not like Nagatoro or, or definitely not Andro-san levels of bad, but you can smell it. If you're if you're the white knight who says that no Komi-san should remain pure at all times, go talk to Oda. I, actually, I, I feel like it's the same or very similar sort of vibe to... Pekora fans, Pekora from Hololife, where basically there's this, like everybody feels like when, when they discover like a lewd or like slightly NSFW pick of Pekora and people are like, you know, this this feels kind of wrong. But I, Okay, I, I am actually in that camp. But the thing is, with Komi-san, they think they're, they're doing a fictional character a favor. Where like, oh, I will protect you. Whereas Pekora, it's more like, this is your... Like Pekora is in the best friend category. It's like, oh, I have, I have no feelings toward this towards this person. I don't want to see them like this. True, true, true. Which is again, uh, we meant I mentioned this in the the episode with Shanto. It's really funny that Pekora of all VTubers has this treatment because she has one of the most sexualized costumes in Hollow Life. Yeah, she's literally <laughs> wearing a bunny girl outfit with a coat over it. Even now, her new outfit, the the one where she's like in the prisoner's clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Now now those loots, they are going towards this like worse direction. <laughs> Let's just say. Let's just keep it at that. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's it's definitely like the... It is the weird... Pecora loots are weird. Uh, before, before we get out of here, I do want to <laughs> talk a bit about my actual favorite rom-com of all time. Like even more so than Sonobisque. And this one changes up the formula slightly. I think I've, I think I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, have you heard of Watakoi? Yeah, yeah, I heard of it. That is the actual best rom-com ever. For those of you who don't know, Watakoi is short for Love is Hard for Otaku. And it is about two working adults. I was going to say middle-aged. I don't think they're middle-aged. But they, they are old. And the fact that they are keeping their degenerate selves mostly a secret from the rest of the world because uh, fun fact otaku culture is not accepted in japan like on on the average level and so like they're it's such a good it's nice to have adults for a change you know it's just like it's about adult dating and doing adult stuff like there's an there's an episode where they because they have another friend who are another couple of otakus like another otaku couple and the four of them have a sleepover and they're just like drinking beer and playing Mario Kart and it's just like this This feels so nice it feels so wholesome and the main couple's relationship in that is so good because the guy is the only one who's not trying to hide anything 
But he's also not like he's not a massive degenerate. He just plays video games all day. And the girl is like a massive fujoshi. Yeah, I think I think it sounds like it sounds very solid. Or at least it's slightly older, right? This show it came out twenty eighteen, I think. The, ma- the anime came out twenty eighteen. The manga is still ongoing. Cause, cause maybe I think it's like you mentioned the generation generational gap when it comes to like the more serious. I won't say serious, but not as I would say not as like slapstick like Nagatoro or or Kaguya-sama. I try to get into like the more typical rom-coms. For example, Toradora. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but I know nothing about it. Yeah. Like basically, those are like if you ask people, oh, you know what's a rom-com anime? And Toradora is like one of the more popular rom-com animes. And I, maybe I'm just like not into the sort of typical relationships in a nutshell. I blame my attention span properly, but I need like something exciting or like developments to be quite uh, in your face <laughs> to attract me. So. Um, With that said, I think if I have to pick my favorite rom-com of all time, I have to pick The World God Only Knows. Have you heard of that? No, but that doesn't. That sounds more rom than com. Well, <laughs> well, I think it's it's like harem, but at the same time, it's not harem because the whole premise is basically our main character. He's this excellent gamer, and he basically only specializes in visual novels. So he he's like the master of social situations based on his knowledge from visual novels. Visual novels. Yeah. So he, he basically memorizes every single root, every single flag, like you know which dialogue option branch out to which dialogue option, and basically he gets enlisted by this I think this sort of angel. I'm not so sure to go out and conquer the hearts of women, and and I forgot why. Basically, it's like to exercise. Exercise like these girls. Uh, I think they're possessed by something. So the only way to to exercise them is by making them fall in love with the main character. But the thing that makes it like not a har- not a harem at the same time is because none of these relationships last for more than like three episodes. Basically, wow. he woos he woos one of the girls, and then after that, as part of the exorcism process, the girls forget about him. Uh. So so the enemy goes through like a lot of these girls. And when it comes to the third season, that's when the stakes get really high. Like for some reason, basically season one, season two, it's like this very like episodic. Maybe like two episodes on one girl, two episodes on one girl. But when it comes to third seasons, suddenly he has to revisit all the girls from before, and like some of them actually remembers the time they spent together. So then it becomes like, oh crap, you know this. This is so much more complex, and at the same time, there's like stakes. You know, if he doesn't save them like enough, like somebody might die or something like that. And the shift in tone in the third season was like really, really dramatic. And I think that's 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 why I like it because I mean, like everything is dialed up to to a hundred, and he has to seriously think of his relationships now, and not just like, oh no, let me go and woo this girl or you know go for this route. So yeah, I I like it because I think that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, I, I should point out like one one last thing before we get out of here about about Watakoi. Watakoi has one of the most refreshing lines ever, mm-hmm. which is because for the entire series, like the girl has had a normal dating life. the whole The whole thing, the whole reason she gets together with this guy is that she usually dates normal guys, and then they dump her when she when they find out she's like you know a fujoshi or whatever. 
and then this guy is was this guy like he knows she's a fujoshi and and doesn't care and then there's a there's an episode where he talks about oh you know like she has practiced being a normal person while whereas he just plays his games all day and there's a bit where he stops in the episode and goes yeah no she has like interpersonal skills and i don't like she knows how to take care of people because she actually bothered to go out and learn social skills and i think that that's such a great thing to put in an anime about otaku where they're just like oh yeah yeah holy shit you need to learn how to take care of other people but yeah it's i think this is a kind of fluff you only get when you're like older and, yeah. <laughs> and just very tired all the time but definitely like in like about 5 years ben check it out and then <laughs> i i i, I... <laughs> But yeah, I think that's that's about it from us unless there's anything else. What was the your more rom than com anime again? What was it called? Yeah, The World God Only Knows or something, right? Yeah, The World God Only Knows. Damn. Uh, got that in one. You guys should check out those anime. In fact, if you check them out, don't forget to leave a comment. Tell us what you thought about them and why Watakoi makes you depressed that you will never find a love just that normal. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Brave Room, and thank you so much to Ben for coming on the show. Hey, uh, thanks. I I got to I got to talk about trashy rom com, so I'm fulfilled now. <laughs> yeah, and this has been the Brave Room. Leave a comment, and uh, yeah, we're on Anchor, YouTube, Spotify. You know, the hell, go go crazy with it. Ciao, dudes. Bye bye.